Well, hello, church. Welcome to New Community Elkins Podcast. I'm Pastor Bobby Benavides, and I'm excited to have you with us. I hope you can enjoy the message. May it encourage you, challenge you, and move you forward in your relationship with Jesus. Well, again, good morning, church. I'm excited to be with you here um, as we begin our new series, A Moment at the Well moment at the well that's what we're looking at today so we're going to be looking actually at scripture in uh john chapter four um in john chapter four there's a great uh, story that we're going to be looking at one of my favorite honestly my favorite personal personal favorite stories um in scripture and there's a lot to it i think that i'm i'm i relate to for some reason i don't know why but it's just something i really just enjoy um just the interaction that jesus has with uh this woman um, at the well. It's a familiar story that many of us have probably heard and if you're new to this um, you maybe even heard like a little sample of it at some point in time because it's just a story that that holds a lot of power, a lot of meaning, and a lot of demonstration of what Jesus's purpose was and is um, and really is to come for this world. Um, and so we are going to look at this in, in and we're going to do it for a few weeks. We're going to look at this entire section of Scripture, but we're going to pick it apart for the next few weeks. And I hope that you're excited as much as I am, because honestly, like I, like I said, I really enjoy this section of Scripture. My, when I was in college, I did my undergrad work at um, Alderson Broaddus College at that time. Now it's at Alderson Broaddus University because they have a football team. But it, whatever, I didn't have it when I was there. But when I went there... Um, in my Christian studies courses, and, and one of my professors knew that um, this was my, my favorite section of scripture because I'd always write on it and I'd always talk about it because there's something that there's just so much meaning and in, in, in grace and, and truth that's found in this moment. And it's a real honest moment in scripture, an honest moment for Jesus that, you know, we, in his divinity yet humanity. Uh, an honest moment for us as as people who have who come to interact with him for the first time and recognize who he is and recognize who he is for us. But then also for those who've been following him for quite some time, it's an eye-opener to us as well as to what we may perceive for him in regards to who he would serve, who he would love, and, and who we would want to draw into his kingdom. So we're going to look at this in that mindset and with that eye. So hopefully... Uh, you'll be able to join in with me and and engage in this section with me as well. But before we go forward, um, let's pray. So Father, again, we we thank you. God, thank you for this life that you've given us to live. Thank you for who you are in this moment. God, in this time, we we question many things. We, We wonder many things, but Lord, we trust you in all of it. Lord, we ask for your infinite wisdom, for your peace to be upon us, for your spirit to move and teach. God, for us to truly trust your word and listen to what is said and what we can learn and and gain from it in our work for you. So, Lord, again, we thank you. In the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, amen. So again, um, we're going to look at this section in John chapter 4. And so if you have your scriptures turned to it, if not, I'll be reading it. And if you listen to the podcast, well, you're going to have to listen to it anyway. So here it is. So beginning of John chapter 4, beginning of verse 1. Now when Jesus learned that the Pharisees had heard that Jesus was making and baptizing more disciples than John, this is John the Baptist, although Jesus himself did not baptize but only his disciples, 
he left Judea and departed again for Galilee. And he had to pass through Samaria. So he came to a town of Samaria called Sychar, near the field that Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there. So Jesus, wearied as he was from his journey, was sitting beside the well. It was about the sixth hour. Okay, so in this moment, right, we're gonna we see a, a lot happening. So Jesus, hearing that there's there's rumors about what he's doing and 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 who he is in this community, and so he's he's like, okay, maybe it's time for me to leave because it's it's causing some tension, and I I still have much work to do, so I have to leave this area and I have to go to, uh, I'm gonna have to start heading to Galilee, but he had to pass through Samaria, and that's a that's a major thing that we have to pick up on because. And he says he has to pass through Samaria. Now, first off, what is the big deal about Samaria, right? Well, Samaria is the home of the Samaritans. Now, the Samaritans being a mixture of uh, Jewish and Gentile people because at that time there were um, Jewish people and there were people from um, basically the, the Assyrian Empire brought you know a mixture of people together and they, and they had babies, right? And so they were a mixed uh, group of people. The Jewish and non-Jewish people alike thought they were kind of nasty people. They thought they were gross. They thought they were um, improper, that they had a lot of vulgarity about them, that there was no cleanliness about them. So they tried to avoid them as much as possible. But they had, for many who were traveling through, they would have to go through Samaria because it was a shorter route. But people who were firm to the Jewish faith, especially many who were um, Jewish leaders, especially Jewish religious leaders especially, they would avoid Samaria at all costs. So they would take a longer route, right, to go through to get to where they needed to go because they didn't want to even have to touch the ground that Samaritans walked on. But Jesus, in his moment, he says that he had to pass through. Now, obviously, we have to see this as a divine nature, right? This is divine meaning because he had to, not because it was a shorter route, but he had to because it was necessary. In fact, the Greek word that was used to, to say had to um, it actually meant that it was necessary. It was a necessity. It was something that was required of him. That God's plan, his sovereignty in all of this was moving him to go to Samaria. So he had to walk into this place that Jewish leaders would avoid. He had to walk into the place that as his disciples are walking with him, they're questioning the same thing. Why are we going into this place? Why are we touching this ground? Why are we coming into a place that we aren't even supposed to be near? What are we doing? You are a religious, you are a rabbi. You are the one who's who's doing all this great work and you are the one who we believe may just be the right one sent by God to to save us. So that means that you carry a little bit more of a, um, uh, I guess, a holiness about you. So you're wanting to go to a place that's unholy, Samaria. Okay. So the divinity of God draws him to this place. The divinity of Jesus draws him to this place. He had to pass through. But he, when he came there, right, he came there and it says, I'll come back to it. It says that he, he found the field that Jacob had given to his son Joseph and Jacob's well was there and he was wearied. So in his humanity... Jesus was tired. He was tired from his journey. So he sat beside the well. It was about the sixth hour. Now the sixth hour, meaning noon, right? It was kind of the hotter time. 
they were traveling through it was the hotter time and so most travelers would be tired at this moment anyway so they find a place to rest jesus chose to rest at the very center of the town right because the well although it was just outside of the village it was still where people would go to meet and most of the time they would go in the morning the women would go in the morning to draw the water or they would go in the evening to draw the water because it was the cooler time of the day but jesus being there at noon it was the hotter time so he sat next to where people came to get their life source the water from the well now let's see what happens suddenly a woman from samaria came to draw water and jesus said to her Give me a drink. For his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. And the Samaritan woman said to him, How is it that you, a Jew, ask for a drink from me, a woman of Samaria? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw water with, and the well is deep. Where do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob? He gave us the well and drank from it himself, as did his sons and his livestock. Jesus said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never be thirsty again. The water that I will give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I will not be thirsty or have to come here to draw water. Now, we're going to go ahead and come back to all of that real quick, but we're going to, we're going to kind of pick through what we just read, right? Because um, we have to see this interaction from the very beginning. Jesus talks to this woman. Now, again, Jesus being a Jewish man, speaking to a woman and asking her something, like asking her. Like it wasn't a, a demand. It was just, can you give me a drink? Right? And this woman knew that, wait a second, you are a Jewish man. You are a rabbi and you're asking a woman because in the culturally speaking, that was not something that should be happening anyway. But you're also asking a woman who was a Samaritan. So now you're like doubling up on how bad this is for you. What are you doing? Do you know what you're doing at this time? And to think of the fact that she's coming here at noon. So automatically there's something of, as a sign of she's been avoiding community all this time. She's been avoiding being around people all this time. Right? And Jesus meets her at her moment of avoiding community. He kind of forces a conversation he forces her to acknowledge who she is and who he is. Because now, he says, if you knew who was asking you to give him a drink, you would do it because you'd know that I'm giving you something great. And one of the things that she says is really interesting. Right? Really, well, I mean, there's a lot being said that's really interesting. But she says here, Sir, you have nothing to draw water with, and the well is deep. Where do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, right? So now, again, the well is deep. How deep is the well? Well, right now, in measurements-wise, because this well is still legit, it's a well that people can go to, that it's approximately about 100 feet deep now. And it's probably deeper at that time. So now you have this deep well that they draw water from. And so now she's saying, well, how are you going to get water from this deep place 
You have nothing to draw with. And he's like, look, 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 look. You don't understand. That might be deep to you. Yeah, it might be deep. But when you draw that water, you're going to have to come back again because you're going to keep thirsty. My depth is, is infinite. My depth. Is, is infinite. It will, it will never end for you. It will constantly bring life to you. It will constantly bring joy to you. You will never have to feel like you're empty again when you hold on to me because I am the one who's going to give you life everlasting. You see, when, when Jesus was wearied, he was tired in his humanity, but in his divinity, he was everlasting. And for us, I think that we have to remember that I think when we start feeling tired, when we start feeling like we have nothing left to give, when we start feeling like we, we want to just avoid the world, that we have to kind of sneak ourselves around because we don't want to have to talk to people. We don't have to. Jesus is still going to be sitting at the well waiting for us. He's going to be there waiting to draw us into his depth. Because we may feel empty, but he never runs dry. And that is what is so amazing about who Jesus is for us. Because he had to go. In this moment, he had to go to sit by the well to meet this woman in this moment. He had to. It was necessary. Just like he had to come into this world to bring us back to life to God. Because he had to rescue us from death. He had to be our savior he had to come to show the greatest love that we would ever know. That God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son to go to the cross so we could have life everlasting. Not so he can condemn the world, but so he can free us. So he can give us life everlasting. Living water that would never run dry. This is what we're seeing in this moment. And this is what we embrace when we walk with Jesus as our Savior. Because life is going to run us dry. Some of us right now are running on fumes, right? We don't know what's going to be coming next. As we're, as we're watching some of the stuff play out in this world around us, we don't know what's going to come next. We don't know when the next paycheck is going to come. We don't know when the next illness is going to come. We don't know when we might have to go to the, go to the doctor for something and find out some crazy issue that we didn't know we had. We may find out that we our relationship is just broken apart. We may find out that that everything is imploding that we thought was was solid, that our foundation is shaken that we thought was solid. COVID has opened that up for many people to see that the paycheck we thought was so secure has disappeared. And here we are, running dry. But Jesus, sitting at the well, sees this woman and says, Take a drink from the deepest well you have ever imagined, and you will find water that will give you life forever. That will constantly fill you when you feel like nothing, nothing is going well. Be drawn into the depths of Jesus. Be drawn into the depths of Jesus. That's what he's calling her to in this moment. Right? He says, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. He's longing for the, he's asking her to just dig deeper into this. 
dig deeper. He says to her, Go call your husband and come here. The woman answered him, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, You are right in saying I have no husband, for you have, you have had five husbands, and the one you now have is not your husband. What you have said is true. The woman said to him, Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Our fathers worshipped on this mountain, but you say that in Jerusalem is the place where people ought to worship. Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem will you worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. We worship what we know for salvation is from the Jews. Now, let's stop there for just a second again. Again, we're, we're not reading the entire section of this, but we're going to be picking at this part here because this is, this is where all of this really comes to fruition because now he's, he's drawing her into herself, right? Look, I've, Jesus is saying, look, I've called you in the depths of me. I've called you to come and experience the well, experience the, the water that will give eternal life and life everlasting, the water that's going to keep you overflowing with joy and peace in comfort when things don't seem like it's okay when you lost your community because again what he's drawing into here is i know i know your past and i know your present but right now i'm trying to give you a future i'm trying to give you a renewal i'm trying to show you that yes even in the midst of when you feel like you've messed up so bad, when you feel like you have no connection with anyone, when you feel like you shouldn't be drawn in, that I am actually drawing you in. But what does she do? Let's kind of see this interaction again, right? When it says, the woman said to him, Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Our fathers worshipped on this mountain, but you say that in Jerusalem is the place where people ought to worship. Okay, I said that fast for a reason. She's deflecting. He's, he's trying to get her to wrestle with the things that have caused more damage to her that, are, that she's tried to hide, that in fact she's hiding from in this very moment at noon coming to the well. She's been trying to hide from all of this and you have this Jewish rabbi sitting here saying, I'm looking past all of the, the cultural issues. I'm looking past all the racial issues. I'm looking past all of these things and I'm coming into you as I'm trying to draw you into me and I'm trying to draw you into yourself to help you see that you have caused, you have things that are causing damage and you need to release those things. But instead of answering and she's like, well, okay, look, I can see you're a prophet. You know about me, but you also talk about this being a place that we're supposed to worship and, and you know, and, and what about that? He's like, all right, I'm going to answer this question. But don't worry, because you're still going to be. We're still going to wrestle with what what I just brought up. You're still going to have to wrestle with the fact that there are things that you're holding on to that are hindering you from experiencing the water that's going to cleanse you, that's going to give you life fully. But you have to let go. You have to let go. But the hour is coming is now here when the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such people to worship Him. God is spirit, and those who worship Him must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said to Him, I know that Messiah is coming, He who is called Christ, and when He comes, He will tell us all things. And Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am He. You see, in that moment, He says, Worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. The truth is Jesus, but the truth is also acknowledging the stuff inside of you that maybe you've been fleeing from. 
acknowledging the stuff inside of you that maybe you've been pushing down or trying to hide from and causes you to ignore community or tries to get you to separate from people. So that's why you come to a well at noon. When you worship God, you're going to be worshiping worshiping him fully because you're going to experience the life everlasting through his son, Jesus. And you're going to experience a deeper well that you could have ever imagined. And you're going to walk into this relationship with him that's going to draw you into your own brokenness. But to see that he is the one who will make you whole. He is the water that will cleanse you from all the things that you feel make you dirty. How amazing is this? How amazing is this? And to me, I'm this is this is where everything about Jesus is shown in this interaction with this woman. He has no boundaries. He has no standards in regards to who he's going to interact with and what he's going to do and how he's going to engage. And he's going to meet you in your darkest moments. And he's going to have a moment with you at the well. And that is what he's drawing her to right now. And that is he's drawing me to and you. He wants us to have a moment at the well with him. Where we acknowledge who he is. Where we see him as being something more for us something deeper for us to draw from when all seems lost when all seems empty and honestly when you are so tired that thinking about going into a well to get water is really wearing you out do you really want to go into a hundred foot well and try to get some water out of it and oh i don't know but he's saying why go for that why go for that when when I'm right here for you? Yeah, get your water. That's fine. But do you want life? That's the real question. Do you want a life that's free from from doubt? Do you want a life that's free from 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 pity? A life that's free from brokenness. A life that's free from, like, do you, want, do you want freedom? Do you want to be able to walk in a way where, yes, you acknowledge that you've had, you have issues. And yes, you acknowledge that you have some stuff that you, that you struggle with. But you also acknowledge that you have a Savior who came, who gave you life everlasting. That you have an unlimited well to draw from when you feel dry. When you feel empty, when you feel like there's nothing left, that you have the life giver found in Jesus Christ sitting at the well waiting for you to come to have a conversation. The moment at the well that's going to open your life up and open your eyes up to who God is for you and who God is for eternity and how you're going to be welcomed into eternity with him. How amazing is that? And this is what God demonstrates through Jesus. That he doesn't he's never wanted to to create 
a wall around you or a, a wall around who's welcome and who's not. He's never wanted to create boundaries and barriers. He's Everything has been broken down so you can step into a relationship with him, a right relationship with him. He's going to bring out the truth in you. He's going to help you see the things that have hindered you from having right relationships with other people. He's going to help you to see what has hindered you from having a right relationship with him. Maybe it's your anger. Maybe you have a lot of anger that you have built up inside of you over things from your past and you have not allowed yourself to release that anger. And so because of that, it's hindered you from having a real peaceful relationship with Jesus. Maybe maybe there is some some you know i don't know maybe there is some some race racism inside of you that you've you've been you've been unable to interact with people from different cultures and different places because you have these things about you and he's saying meet me at the well and let me let me break down those barriers with you maybe there's some other like pain that you've hold on, held on to that you've been trying to handle on your own and he's like you've you're trying to handle this pain on your own but you've not been able to come to me and let me just hand, take care of it meet me at the well Maybe you have broken relationships and you don't know if you're going to ever be able to heal again. And he's like, meet me at the well. Give me a moment with you so I can reveal to you this life everlasting. This unlimited deep well that's for you. Let me reveal to you who I am as your Savior. As the one who has come to point you to a right relationship with your creator. Just a thought. With that, let's pray, and we'll go into worship. Father, we thank you again for this. Lord, we thank you for Jesus. We thank you for this interaction with the woman at the well. We thank you for drawing us deeper into you. We thank you for revealing things in us that need work, God. And thank you for looking past it. Thank you for meeting us in our moment of crisis, in our moment of fear, in our moment of running away, in our moment of hiding. God, you still find us and you sit with us and you tell us who you are. Thank you, Jesus for the unlimited well we have to draw from to receive life and hope and peace. If there's any who are listening to this now for the first time, that maybe they've they've been longing to have this interaction with a Jesus who would meet them in their moment, God, I ask now that you can reveal yourself more to them. And if they're ready to step into a relationship with you, that they can ask you for your forgiveness and they can ask you for your freedom and they can seek more wisdom from you an understanding of who you are for them Lord we praise you we honor you we thank you for this moment it's in Jesus name we pray Amen
Thanks for listening to the New Community Elkins podcast. Um, again, I am Pastor Bobby Benavides, and I really appreciate you joining us. I hope the message was encouraging. I hope it challenged you in your journey with Jesus and moves you to a deeper relationship with your Creator. Have a great week.